0: Oh, man. And hey, everybody. Welcome to, I guess, another episode of Cape Town. We are still a superhero podcast about superhero things, and I'm still Tyler Huckabee.
1: And I'm Hannah Mazzell.
0: And I'm Ryan Hamm. And... It's good to see you guys again. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Hannah. We're back after a, wow. a I think I think we, so we, this podcast started out uh, many years ago as a, as kind of like just a fun, it, it, and it just won't go away. But it's, it's, it's just like that neighbor that keeps coming over, asking you for more things that you don't have. And after a while, you get the sense that they're not trying to borrow anything from you. They just want to talk. They're just kind of lonely, which is maybe the same place we find ourselves in, <laughs> We, we ostensibly have a purpose to talk about superhero things, but we're just kind of bored and
2: need a reason to stretch our wings <laughs> a little bit. We're the Ra, we're the Razagul of podcasts.
1: I just can't believe it's been many years. You said it's been many years since we've since we started this, and I haven't thought about it in those terms.
0: Yeah, we were trying That's to figure true, it though. out.
1: I've had two. I think I've had two kids.
0: <laughs> have you had two kids since our, since or, we started? Or
1: h- My second was like a, a like a bitty baby. Maybe that was case I think, was I think you're right though so actually maybe. yeah but still like ryan you've had two kids
2: yeah i've had two kids since we started
1: that's tyler no, you have I a beautiful very left beautiful left pup i've had
0: zero kids yeah i got a dog i suppose since we yeah. started that's as far as it's gone mm-hmm. but i don't do the fur baby nomenclature for the dog you lived dog. in you lived in <laughs> france for a while that's true. Yeah, I did do I was I've been overseas. I've seen how things are across the the pond. Actually, I went to this is like this the brand there's a brand intersection here. I went to Paris's Comic-Con while I was over there. That just oh, happened that's to be the the same. Yeah, Tell us. the only the only con that I've ever been to was in paris and oh. it, it was like it was advertised and i so i managed to get tickets which over there it was like 10 bucks for the fold that they because i don't think anybody cares so it was very easy to get in and there's the stars are pretty minimal they're not getting like tom holland isn't flying into paris comic con it was in a warehouse it was <laughs> kind of an elevated garage <laughs> situation so who was <laughs>
1: like who is the big star like who was drawing in people
0: uh, gosh, I wish I could remember. There were like there were a lot of writers who I really wanted to meet there. Like there are people who were involved in the comics industry, who mm-hmm. were like I was excited to talk to, like Don Cates, who's a writer for Marvel, who I really like a lot. Uh, and just is getting ready to wrap up a long run on Venom that he's been doing. And he is, was on Gardens of the Galaxy for a little while and is get, getting it ready to take over. It sounds like Amazing Spider Man, maybe here in a few weeks. So he's kind of Marvel's golden talent right now. And it was the first conversation in English that I had had in a number of months when I went to talk to him. So he was probably a little terrified by I was both like <laughs> kind of like fanning out and also just like, hi. <laughs> whatever you want to talk about, I don't care. <laughs> oh, you're an eager boy. That's
1: funny. <laughs> I was I was
0: uh, I wasn't eager boy to talk about. So but so no, there were no stuff, but there were a lot of cool like costumes obviously. Like cosplayers were there and you could buy I don't, they, they were, they were like, there was like tattoo, there's a whole tattoo situation where you could just walk up and get whatever you wanted. I didn't really Did take part in that. No, 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 I didn't take part. I, if I had known been, if I'd been thinking about it, but I didn't do that. But it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah, you should
1: have just gotten a Paris Comic Con tattoo. Yeah,
2: just,
0: just that's the logo. all. It's,
1: <laughs> it's yeah. just a logo. Yeah.
0: That was so. That was <laughs> my be <laughs> my one con. The last con that I even I could have possibly gone to because not long after we got back, then everything shut down, and there have not been any no. cons cons since. So, I'm, you know, um, I I
2: uh, I went to the Cleveland Comic Convention literally it was like it was literally a week before lockdown um oh really it was like yeah yeah because so we we like we were talking like should we still go to this like it seems like maybe this like coronavirus thing might be a big deal and it was like the last week where you could go do something like that because they shut everything down like five days Uh later but it was weird because it was like that was the first time where we'd seen like Like you know, warnings in the bathroom. Like, hey, here's how to wash your
1: hands. (laughs) (laughs) What a a simpler time. (laughs) They weren't so aggressive about it back then. Yeah, you've been yeah, I've been to yeah, I've been to MegaCon. You you and Justin meet
0: like you met like Stan Lee. Right? Yeah.
1: Well, and it was the a great, photo op. Let's let's be real. Oh, I got to share air with him, which yeah. now saying that at this time sounds gross. <laughs> <But That makes laughs> it was beautiful back in twenty sixteen. Um, we we're children. Yeah, we didn't know. Uh, no, he's he's a real trooper. I mean like he, he's he did those conventions like forever. True fan, like, fan appreciation with that one. Um, but yeah, I went to MegaCon a few times. And then when we lived in Salt Lake City, we went to FanX, which is actually really cool. And I got to do a photo op with Michael Rooker and uh, Dave Batista, which was kind of cool. Oh, that's so cool. I got to stand in between them and get a picture And, and oh, but, with pink hair. Is
0: Dave, Bautista, cool. is Dave Bautista, like surprisingly big? I feel like he would be a, a bigger guy than I think he is.
1: You know, I feel like seeing him, he looked as big as I expected him to be. He was like a very um,
0: normal, like a yeah. normal former pro wrestler sized person.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't like, whoa. Like, this is way more than I expected. I'm like,
0: you're about what I expected. <laughs> Dave B. Batista, more or less what I expected. Yeah, oh. yeah. He's a very studious person. He seems like he's a very, like, like.
1: Yeah, he was He, he was like big... very serious. And Michael Roker uh-huh. was like, hey, how's it going? Good. Yeah. like, I'm like, I, how do you do this for this many people? That's impressive. No kidding. Thank you. Yeah. But it was those are fun. They're fun to go to. I miss them. I can't uh, wait for those. Yeah, I would back. look
0: forward to going. Yeah. They're, do, they're doing the big con this year. is going to be like on Thanksgiving yeah. weekend. I feel like that was oh, kind of a miss great. in terms of in terms of scheduling purposes. But
1: like, could like, they're going to take their families
0: anyway. So maybe <laughs> yeah. they'll, maybe they'll end true. up. Maybe it'll be okay. It's
1: a yeah. common thread that binds us all. <laughs> so
0: f- <laughs> for new listeners, yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally, totally true, Hannah. <laughs> If you haven't listened to, to Cape Town or what used to be known as It's a Bird, It's a Planet, it's a podcast, we go through superhero comic books and some of the media that comes out of the comic books and uh, and, and mostly just talk about it. There is a uh, There used to be what became known as the script, which is where we would delve into some of the behind-the-scenes creations behind these characters, so uh, like why how did Jack Kirby and Stanley come up with somebody like Black Panther did they know that there was a fairly well known civil rights group at the time that was very active that was known as the Black Panther Party and did that have anything to do with it or how did these two Jewish teens come up with Superman in the first place we get into those stories because they're super interesting and they often get sort of um, glazed over in the stories about these because the creators are often very poorly taken care of and frankly a lot of them back in the 50s and 60s when these characters were being created they didn't really know they were creating multi-billion dollar franchises so the stories aren't necessarily recorded for posterity very well, and that's something we want to do. Our part to try to help make sure that those creators do get their due credit for what they built and they created. Those used to be woven into these episodes. Uh, Ryan, Hannah, and I would talk for a little bit, then we sn- sneak a little bit of that script in, talk a little more. That script comes in. We're gonna switch that up this time. We're gonna see how this goes. This is you're gonna get full, unbroken unedited that's not true there will be some editing but mostly unedited (laughs) (laughs) ryan hannah and tyler talking for one episode uh uh, on one week and then the next week you'll be getting a full episode of one of the scripts of a character or team or franchise or event and the story behind that so we'll we'll that's what we're going to try and we're going to see how that works and see which ones you all like better, and then we will uh, we will adjust until we get it right, just like yeah. the MCU. We have limitless yeah. opportunities <laughs>
1: <laughs> until we get John Hamm to narrate
0: yeah, every exactly. podcast
1: script we have. I
0: think we could get John Hamm on this podcast. I,
1: yeah, this I sounds like a joke, that. but I
0: believe it. With my, I do. Uh, the, the, this is sincere. I believe because yeah. he's like a comic book nerd. He likes comic books. He talks yeah, about totally.
1: this. I feel like we can make it happen.
2: I think that's the only criteria he has for talking yeah. going on podcasts. Can he say Mercedes S class just once? <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> He's how I learned how to uh to say the name of the you know Bill Sinkevich, who is the very oh, famous yeah. artist on the new mutants and all that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Daredevil. He's. I, I used to just kind of rush through that last name, praying that nobody would <laughs> would say anything or trip me up. And then I heard him say it with such confidence in an interview that I knew it had to be right. And I've been, oh. I said it just like John Hamm has said it ever since. And if he says it wrong, I think Billson kind of it should just change his name because yeah, John yeah, Hamm agreed. says it very. He sounds very good when he says it. It's it's very. Yeah. It's, it sounds very much like Don Draper yeah. pitching a it's, new yeah. brand. of something. He's the best
1: kind of orator. We need him. Yeah. We need. I mean. <laughs>
0: John Ham, come on the podcast. Yeah, you're yeah. the
1: best and we want the best.
0: John this is John Hamm's open invitation. Yeah. John Hamm Maybe knows the door is wide
1: open. John Ham's Cape Town.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're we're open to it, John Hamm. John Hamm. <laughs> we'll talk. We we can talk about it. He was apparently going to be John Hamm was apparently going to be in the new mutant sequel as Mr. Sinister. They had it all lined up. He was oh. this was like a set. And then and then New Mutants happen, and people yeah. are like, "Well, I don't think even John Ham can save this franchise." So, yeah.
2: Well, John Ham, there's went. time to be Reed Richards. So, it's, uh, is that your is that your
0: Fantastic Four fan casting? Get John Ham I mean, in there. Maybe
2: I think John Ham should be in a superhero movie though, and I feel like I definitely should, agree with that. He could. I think he could carry a big load too.
1: People are really lot. obsessed with casting Reed Richards. I feel like yeah. this is something people will talk big, about a lot. Yes,
0: it is a really big. It's like a whole corner of yeah. the internet. He could also play Doom,
2: and he'd be great.
0: He could play it. I, I like Doom better than Reed Richards, actually, for John, yeah. Hamm. That feels like a really good fit. I mean, you have to, Hannah's, not, Hannah's kind of frowning at it. Is it because they have to bury his beautiful face under the mask, so you Isn't wouldn't even to so what kind to
1: of iteration it? you're going to do of Reed Richards, I guess? I don't know. Uh-huh. Like
0: What kind of Reed Richards? What, what's your iteration? Do you want, like, young, snotty, like, punk I, Reed Richards? I, I'm open
1: to anything. I'm open to anything. Uh-huh. I guess... John Ham is he can't be anything other than just like I, I don't know if I like he can pull off the ego pretty well, yeah. like as we've seen. So I guess he has that going for him, which if you're gonna do that kind of you're gonna play that part up of He seems
0: a little Reed, suave yeah. for Reed Richards for me. Yes, though. like I don't know oh, he's I think Reed Richards is a enough. kind of a brainiac. Like yeah, I, I that's don't know true. that he has the same like virile Are you saying John Ham's not virile? <laughs> no, I, I don't know that Reed Richards
2: <laughs> is. I feel like Reed Richards yeah, is a little yeah, more. We're a little we, more, yeah, I think John we Hamm. have photographic
1: <laughs> evidence of that for John Ham. If I'm not mistaken, John Ham, don't
2: John Ham, don't listen to this part. <laughs> you're
0: you're still allowed on the podcast, John. But I understand if you're having second thoughts listening to this.
1: <laughs> this was definitely not a part of the plan.
0: <laughs> no, this was not on the outline. We are all, we are all the way off oh, the rails ooh, already. Wow. Yeah. We were never on. No, what was what was on the plan? What we would like to do is we have since we went on hiatus, which I think started out as maternity leave and became, I don't know. You're, I think the maternity. I, I think that child is probably now in college or something. Since we actually went on break. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of movies and TV shows and properties that have come out since we took a break. We usually try to review all of these as they come out. We have, were not able to do all of that. So we're going to just do we're gonna do a little popcorn. We're we're just going to cover really quickly some of the things that we have missed, give our brief take such a brief take. We're each gonna do one word reviews of the things that have come out since we went off air. Uh and if and if somebody's one word kind of trips you up. Ryan or Hannah, then we can delve into a little bit. We we won't, we, we're not going to cut your mic off at one word, but we'll, we'll keep it one That's word-ish. And we'll catch us all the way up to where we are now in 2021 and then lay out a plan for the future. So mm-hmm. uh, this is in no particular order, but uh, the first one we sort of want to start out with, and if you haven't seen it, you can just take a pass. Shazam. Pass. Didn't see?
1: Mm-mm, no, but I, I will say that I love Zachary Levi. It's uh-huh. horrible,
2: so. uh I saw it. I think it is simultaneously aggressively mediocre and also DC's third best movie.
0: (laughs) Wow! Significantly more than one word.
2: (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I I think that's actually a pretty good. I I can sign up. I'll co-sign that. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Zach Levi was great. Yeah. The plot, the tone to me was very uneven. It yeah. really bounced back and forth between being a very fun, sort of intentionally younger sounding and looking movie, and then it would get weirdly dark and kind of surprisingly violent, which is which felt more true to the general tone that DC is trying to get with their general movies right now. And so I mm-hmm. could never, I never quite felt like I was in its rhythm, but I do feel like when it was in its younger kind of Zachary Levi palling around pretending that he's a twelve-year-old. I thought it was pretty good. There was some good material yeah. there. It just couldn't sustain that yeah. for the entire movie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's too bad.
2: And it was a,
0: I thought it was a, it was a little a little long. Yeah. It was long. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. high hopes for number 2. They just cast uh, yeah. Lucy Liu in number 2 today as the villain who seems like she could oh, that's great. she could ham it up oh, a little cool. bit in Shazam yeah. movie. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> this it has been a while. Endgame.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Where to, where to pa- start? Pa- <laughs> What Positive.
2: Positive?
1: <laughs> Positive, <laughs> like it's <laughs> in general?
2: <laughs> yeah, just in general. I cried like multiple times, yeah. if that tells you anything. Yeah.
1: So. I'm going to say overwhelmed.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah.
0: That's good. I like overwhelmed. What about probably you, Tyler? good. Satisfying. I would say it's, uh, yeah, That's I was good. very, I, it felt like a good, it's been interesting how much of, especially during, remember like early on in lockdown, that the uh, the audience reaction to the portals scene started making the rounds a lot. And that's yeah. actually like a – that's a go-to Happy Place Internet video for me is people like, – ooh and ah when the portal started opening up. <laughs> because that was, A, the last yeah. like really big theater-going experience, like major theater-going experience that I did. And, B, is just – it was very – it was a very like communal, like culturally communal event that I don't think we get a lot of those. And no. we yeah. certainly don't get a lot of them during a pandemic. But we, but even before that, it wasn't like we specialized in these uh, singular appointment viewing things like Endgame. And I really enjoyed that. And we'll spend a long time trying to chase that same feeling in the theater that I had when that happened. That was really cool. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, the only thing I could compare recently was, like, seeing Last Jedi in theaters. Sure. And, yeah. spoilers, if you haven't seen a movie that's, like, six years old at this point. But, like, at the end, when you realize that Luke's not really there, like, the audience yeah, that like, oh, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, this is the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, well, and then Rise of the Skywalker came out, and it was like everyone's like, "This sucks." Yeah, it was oh. The opposite the thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I
1: still enjoyed that. I'm not going <laughs> to dig into really? that right now. Okay. I oh did. yeah, I think we
0: talked about this. I think we. Ta- I think we did discuss this a little bit. Rise of Skywalker didn't do it for me.
1: I know. I listen. I I absolutely liked the last Jedi more. But actually, I was going to say, in, in, in terms of like a moment in the theater that was similar to watching Endgame, I was thinking actually of when. My husband and I waited in line for hours um, to see The Force Awakens when it came out. And that was like, yeah. you know, the big yeah. reboot and waiting in line with all the fans, people just geeking out and then yeah. sitting down with your popcorn. And then the and then it starts, you know, and yeah. you hear that John Williams score. And it was just like everyone's like, Woo! like, just so pumped yeah. up that that like, I'll never forget that moment. That was super. I was yeah. I was so young when. Um, the Phantom Menace came out, so I when I saw those movies, I didn't have the same appreciation, so it didn't mean as much. But seeing a Force Awakens on opening night was one of the yeah. coolest moments. Endgame, I just I cried a lot in Endgame, just, just oh, a lot yeah. of ugly crying. Yeah.
0: Actually, looking yeah. at this list, uh, there is a, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed at how many how, how many times they got me in the feels with some of these. Uh, this next one, I'll be interested. Here you go. F- so, uh, Far From Home, oh. the second Spider-Man Tom Holland movie.
1: I would just say fun. Uh,
0: yeah, it was fun is good. I think fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Quite a departure from Endgame. You know, if that was like the last yeah. one you yeah. saw, then you. It was fun in a way that I think we kind of needed.
2: Yeah. And I liked, um, I also liked what they did to potentially tease the future of the MCU, which, you know, we didn't think at that point that that was going to be the last MCU movie we were going to get for like two years. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's it true. That left me but.
0: a little bit cold. I loved a I loved Hall's stuff. I thought he was really good, and obviously Holland's really great in it. I think that it did it did feel a little manufactured in a way. These movies usually are better at avoiding than they were. I thought there was some really great stuff with Mysterio. The scene where he's trying to freak Peter out with this the huge hologram, like the centerpiece uh, with the big CGI scene, was really really cool. It yeah, felt cool. very much like a comic book, like mm-hmm. like what Mysterio does to Spider Man in the comics. That was that was awesome. I think maybe it was the, like, the international setting just kind of threw me. I never felt like it had a central place because they kept jumping all around. And so I never quite felt like I was living in the middle of his world. Mm. Yeah. But I liked it. I mean, I liked it more than I didn't.
1: Yeah. But I think the idea of, like, if they had the same story, like, the same stuff happening, but it actually happened, you know, in Queens, I think Uh it might have. I think it might have felt more like a Spider-Man movie. I I kind of hear what you're saying, and I, now that I think about it, I think it, that's I, a
0: good way to put it. Yeah, he feels like such a New York character, and it's ha- really hard when yeah. he doesn't have that. And context. and part of
1: the, and part of Far From Home was you know that first movie without Tony, and mm-hmm. so I felt like like all the yeah like you know traipsing across Europe just kind of distracted, I guess, from that and the impact of that. Unless I'm I'm, unless they plan on delving into that in another film, Um, which kind of seems like surprising
0: possible. Yes, I'm I'm mostly I'm mostly positive on it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) On the other hand, uh, Dark Phoenix.
1: Pass. I did not see it.
2: I watched it on HBO. Uh I would say my one word reaction. uh, Bored. Yeah. Terrible. Oh, yeah. I just really hated it. Yeah, I, just I really made a I good really
1: call. All right.
0: There's nothing. Yeah.
2: Uh, Tyler, did you think it was Dark Phoenix or Apocalypse? Apocalypse? Worse? That's a good question. I don't know. I think Apocalypse is worse. Oh, okay,
1: but I, I saw Apocalypse and I actually thought it was going to be worse than it was based upon yeah. everyone's really strong opinion of it.
0: Apocalypse felt like a bigger swing. And i mean, like, I feel like yeah, there was I at least more. It was like a, a little more of a bold failure. Mm. Dark Phoenix, yeah. it felt like nobody was really trying. Like it was it was. And he had so many like in. such
1: talented actors and yeah. actresses oh, in it.
0: They were
2: just surprising. they were just crawling through it. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence looked like she was like literally like checking the clock <laughs> in was, the scene. It was, <laughs> like, like, <she> could go <laughs> it was embarrassing. <laughs> like, I forgot she was, that
1: she was yeah. in it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She
2: was like trying yeah. to get
0: fired. She was hoping that somebody'd yeah. be like, All right, Jen, <laughs> you're out. We can't do this anymore. Yeah. It was it was oh. that was it was atrocious. Yeah. It was really was, really was bad. she
1: in Apocalypse? She was in apocalypse, right?
0: Yeah, she's been in all of yeah. those. Oh, yeah,
1: and okay. she's turned it
0: out like yeah. you know, back in it was so fun in first class. Like she was just yeah. like star on the rise, and and it's just gotten very diminishing returns with that entire cast. Yeah, and Dark Phoenix. I feel like her and
2: Fassbender is really uh, have really <laughs> like gone as far as I can go. Fassbender is also so. telegraphing his disinterest in being invited yeah. back for any of
0: these, and. The checks must yeah. be good. I hope they're getting something out of it because we aren't. So yeah. hope, as long as somebody's happy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Maybe they <laughs> should start having fun so that we can have fun watching the movies. <laughs> well, you know.
0: the, now, the, now they're done. Now they're in Disney's camp. So we'll figure it. There you go. I'm curious to see who, who got this far. This, the third season of Legion, which is the FX series that is based on a pretty obscure X-Men character who's the son of Professor Xavier called Legion, who's played by... Uh, uh, what's his name in the
1: Dan Stevens?
0: Yes, who's played by Dan Stevens in this show. Mm-hmm. I saw the first two seasons, I have not watched season three, so I have to pass.
1: I'm the same, and I'm a huge fan. I've yeah. loved the first two, no, not mine either. It's just been too busy.
2: I saw the third season, I thought, I don't know, it like so. I like, I don't. I don't want to spoil too much. So at the end of season three, or at the end of season two, I feel like this is okay to say. At the end of season two, they clearly do something that makes Dan Stevens' character David into like a clear villain. Yes. So they really lean into that in season three. Um, And it's just like, it makes the show like a completely different vibe because you're kind of rooting for like the evil person that you've been rooting against who's done evil stuff. So it just sort of feels like, like it almost felt like the like the show's i mean i saw, i feel like such a uh like old man when i say this but like it feels like the show's moral compass got f- mm. like askew and so it just makes it really difficult to know what's going on and then there was a ton with time travel that hmm. got a little too noah holly-y for its own good mm. i think so it had its moments i just felt like they didn't stick the landing very well They're
1: trying to turn uh david into like a walter white type character or something
2: well, yeah, I think they were try- kind of trying to have their cake and eat it, too, where it's like, you know, David's a villain, but also, like, he, like, this bad stuff happened to him, and maybe if the bad stuff hadn't happened, he wouldn't be a villain, mm-hmm. which, like, is probably true, but it's also kind of like, yeah, just like, it also, like, you could have just made him not a terrible person. So, yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I guess that sounds like we have two passes and one maybe
0: soft no on it. Yeah, yeah, the first two seasons were I mean, really. The first season it. was it's very like visually inventive, and if you just yeah. like, like Noah Hawley does weird for the sake of being weird, really well. Like he justifies mm-hmm. these very strange moves, aesthetically and plot wise in really fun, interesting ways. And there's a lot of stuff yeah. that I loved about the dialogue's that. really
1: good too. So, I think yeah,
0: and Dan Stevens is a really fantastic. There's a lot of really good mm-hmm. acting in it, and Dan Stevens is a yeah. he's a really gifted
2: guy. Um, and yeah. You have Aubrey Plaza. I mean, I think it, the I first really season great. is great. Yeah, I mean, I think the first season is still probably my favorite like series of superhero TV. Sure, um, it's really good. Well, I don't know about that's, that. That's that, that's, but... defen- that's big. That's oh, defensible. Wow. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know.
2: So at least start that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then we have. Who saw? Did anybody see New Mutants? I did see New Mutants.
2: I did. I did not. Not. Am I the only one? It's on HBO now, though. Yeah. So
0: there you was, a, there was like Mutants. a
1: dark period of time where I I literally didn't have time to even take a shower because I was, you had a
0: baby. You had like well, no. I'm just saying. I don't.
1: I don't even. Yeah. It maybe. I don't know when these things even happened. I've lost track of time. I just well, feel like it's been five years since I've had a. You know. When did these movies even start coming out? When did this happen? Where have I been? <laughs>
0: well, New Mutants. Was you did move across the country. <laughs>
1: Sure. The documentary okay, sure.
0: about New Mutants was would, would probably be more about the making of it would be more interesting than the movie itself because that oh, was delayed wow. many times.
1: Statement right there,
0: and uh, <laughs> and it finally it, it felt like they released it just kind of uh, maybe out of contractual obligation, like nobody was all that interested, in actually it seeing the light of day, but they it was directed by written directed by Simon Kenberg, who did The Fault in Our Stars, and they really tried to recapture his knack for angsty teen young teen drama which is very core to the new mutants in marvel comics who were the first x-men spinoff series was the new Mm -hmm. mutants which is after all the original x-men left professor x recruits this new batch of young mutants called who are called the new mutants and they become the next class of x-men and they never quite reach the same level of fame as like Cyclops and Storm and Wolverine and all of them. But the series is very well regarded. It's sort of a classic of the late 60s, early 70s when writer Chris, Chris Claremont was really at his peak. And it's a really excellent comic series. I really do love it and highly recommend it. If you, like to, if you want to read, it's a really good comic series. You should absolutely read New Mutants. It also has... Uh, some of the just the best comic book art you can you can read just really really gorgeous artwork unfortunately the movie itself does not have any of those Um. things and (laughs) and i would say outside of a good anya taylor joy performance does not have uh, really anything to commend it
1: was i take it professor x did not make an appearance in the film
0: no, it's very much divorced from the... They, yeah, the X-Men are not mentioned. Uh, Xavier is not mentioned. You, there's really... If you had never seen an X-Men movie, you would not necessarily connect this to the X-Men. Um, okay. But there were some ideas that maybe down the road they would bring in. Like I said earlier, John Hamm. Uh, I think that... I think her name is Daphne Keen, who was the girl who played Logan's daughter in the... Logan, the final Wolverine movie, mm-hmm. about maybe bringing yeah. her in for the sequel to make her one of the new mutants, which... All interesting ideas, but not based off of the direction they took that movie. Yeah. So that's where, I'm sorry, New Mutants. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last movie I I actually saw in theaters, Birds of Prey.
1: Yes, I have seen that, actually.
0: <laughs> I have seen that too. Check. What do we think? We've kind of been pretty loose on the one word thing, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can, I don't, all right, I'm a, for the sake of us just actually saying something, I'm not sure I could do this in one word. I will say that. I was slightly disappointed. Mm-hmm. I think I thought it would have been just a t- like a tad bit better, but mm-hmm. I still I still found it really fun. I think there's a few characters that they spent a good amount of time on, and I think there are some other characters that kind of threw in there. And I think I think sometimes what DC does, like they throw too many side characters in with like no context at all. It's like one thing if you do that here and there, and then eventually you get to it, but they like load them in there. Yeah. Or I don't know if it's just for like a nod and a wink, and then, but then they no don't patience. do anything with them. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's no like long game. I feel like with them, with some of their character development. But it was. I liked the like the action scenes were fun. I liked it, you and McGregor's villain. Yeah. What about you guys? Yeah.
0: That's pretty much where I'm at. I think it's. I had very high expectations. I don't think they were met. I think the cast was excellent. Like there's There was a good movie to be made. And what you said, like, I would watch the, you know, the Mary Elizabeth Winstead Huntress movie or the Journey Smollett Black Canary movie and mm-hmm. and more than happy to, for Margot Robbie to keep playing Harley Quinn as long as she wants to. I just don't think any of them were utilized to the, quite their full potential in this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. like, really fun Ewan McGregor role. Like, he clearly had a great time being a bad guy, which I don't think he... Has maybe done before this ever that I can think of played a villain? Unless you can't have Phantom Menace.
2: No. No. He was a good guy. <laughs> well, universe. he, he but, the the, but to the franchise as a whole, you know.
1: No. Oh, episode
2: Lord. one is better than episode nine. <laughs> Ooh. That's
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> You just got to slide in there and say that? Okay. Also, I, I loved Rosie Perez, too. She's, tr- I love Rosie Always Perez. Always love Rosie she Perez. She was fun.
0: Put her in more
2: stuff. Yeah,
0: very, very down. So yeah, I guess that's kind of where I, I don't know. I, I, I feel kind of strange about that one.
2: Yeah, I feel that's. I mean, you guys have captured my thoughts pretty well. I think. I think, in particular, I found Huntress to be like a really like shoehorned addition, like addition to the team. So I like it. Just feels like they were trying to do too much and by making it a team up movie right away. Mm-hmm. Like I wish they would have just done a few other things, but. I thought Ewan McGregor was really good. I thought like Harley Quinn's kind of trying to recover from the Joker was really interesting. And like, I thought the movie started with some really good moments. Like, you know, the scene of her is it like with the the breakfast sandwich? Yeah. The The breakfast sandwich (laughs) was great. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. Like, that scene's really good. But then, like, but then the entire climax is kind of a mess. Um, So it just ends up kind of leaving you feeling like muddy and not really sure where you're watched or like why something else needs to happen. So yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It was another one of those movies where I was like, I "I wish they could just get these right at some point instead of having to seemingly swing for the fences every time. Just like do one character right first and then see where that goes. They do this
0: thing in this
2: one and they've done it actually in a few
0: it seems to come up in DC movies quite a bit and I'm sure Marvel has done this too. Well, I can think of a few, especially some of those Netflix Marvel TV shows where that, that kind of bugs me. I mean, you'll, if you'll have to forgive me, if I get it, I'm, I won't grandstand for too long here, but where the worst thing that can happen to, to our hero is the inmates get out of their jails. Like the, the prison doors are unlocked And, and, and it's just, it's just chaos, right? It's like, like, it's just like, these are the worst. And I don't want to be too, like, I don't want to get too like into my humanities uh, over here. But that just feels like such a, like, weirdly dehumanizing idea of what actually happens in jail and what the people are actually like in jail, And maybe it's a little bit better in Birds of Prey because these are the villains for the most part. So I I think they can, like these are the criminals. So I think they could say they're having their cake and eating it too in that regard. But I really don't like the way that it, this posits the idea that a locked door is the only thing between earth and total chaos because thank God that they're all locked up in there. It happened in Batman Begins. It happened in this. It was actually very well parodied in and this is on the list too. We can move to it. Cause I may be the only one who watched the animated Harley Quinn show on HBO Max.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it.
0: It's it's very, very good. I actually like it quite a bit. I, I would highly recommend it. It's much smarter than I thought. And this is as a Harley Quinn skeptic. I'm not generally a fan. Of, of, I would call myself a fan of that character, but this is Kaylee Cuoco, voices Harley Quinn and this. has a really good voice cast uh, in general. Tony Hale is in it. Um, and uh, it's extremely funny, and it parodies these characters and uh, satirizes them, but it clearly comes from a place of a lot of affection and a lot of love for them too. And it's, it's very, very funny. It's very smart. It, it's very socially aware to the point where they, there is one point where they try to start a like prison uprising and it fails every time because the prisoners are just not <laughs> interested in trying to have an <laughs> uprising. Like the door is all open and uh, but they've been like largely reformed and uh, instead try to keep the peace and protect the pl- protect the police officers. It's That's very funny. well handled. I would I would very much recommend it to you, Ryan and Ann, and really to anybody listening. It's a it's definitely very violent. It is not a one of those. Uh, cartoon shows for for kids, but if you like something kind of in a little more of the Archer vein, then this is a this is, was a good one, and it handles Harley Quinn better than any of
2: the movies have for sure. Yeah, you know that's that's an interesting point because something that also I thought was a little off on uh, Birds of Prey, and I like this is also one of my critiques of Justice League, which I know we'll get to. Mm. Um, but like, it seems like sometimes DC has like this R rating. And they're like, guys, it's going to be edgy. And it's just like, I mean, like, kind of. You say, like, and I know we have to keep this PG-13. So it's like, you say the F word, like, three times. And then, like, you show some blood. Like, well done. (laughs) But it's like, but then you watch, like, something like Logan, which is, like, like, that's, like, an actual adult take on this. As opposed to, like, what a 13-year-old kid would think an adult likes to see.
1: It's not done. Oh god, I was going to say creatively. <laughs> it's just maybe not the best way to put that. It yeah, it just feels like cheap shots with what they're yeah. showing. Mm-hmm. It's like they're just like, you know, like Deadpool was rated R, and it was obviously right. like what like kind of the other side, of just kind of being like pure raunch and yeah, you know, ridiculous gore, just in a like in, you know silly kind of in a disgusting way. It's hard to know like what they were like what they were trying to achieve with that R rating. Like if it was just something they felt like just made them sound cool. Yeah. But like they're no, the, like the, the the things that got in the R rating serve no purpose to like making it a better film.
2: You mean you didn't like it when Cyborg said, fuck the world?
1: I don't even remember when he said that.
2: <laughs> that didn't See? do it for you, like from a narrative perspective? I can't remember if we have to bleep those out or not, but
0: but he did. Yeah. I like a good bleep. Bleep yeah. it. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. well, listeners, hopefully the kids are in bed because this is the Snyder Cut yeah. of Cape Town. Speaking oh. of. I don't know if we're going to get a, a society better society intro. Where we <laughs> drop F bombs.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Snyder cut. So I, I think probably most people. I don't see how you could not be aware of what the Snyder cut is. And there's so much backstory behind this. I don't even really know where to begin. Like maybe we should just honestly do a script, a scripted episode on how that all came to be because it's, 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 it's a drama. Like it, it's, it's, yeah, definitely more interesting than anything that happened in the Snyder cut. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. it was. It's a. But suffice to say. There was a, there was a Justice League was started by Zack Snyder who wrote and directed it until a a very real and serious and and very tragic family tragedy pulled him off of it and Joss Whedon was brought in to take over and what was released was a universally panned movie that pretty much nobody liked. And then this rumor started that there was a master cut that was Zack Snyder's entirely. And that persisted for many years, became this big internet movement. And then finally the, the WB relented and either released or created the Snyder cut, kind of depending on which version <laughs> of events yeah. you're following, which is a, a four hour version of the Justice League that you can watch on HBO Max, a, a four hour movie, the longest movie that I've ever watched. And uh And it was released actually, it seems like the reviews, generally speaking, were kind of like, well, it's, it's a, it's a movie. I don't know. It it was not, it was not like a, this was not, I I think it might have a positive rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like a lot of critics were kind of captivated by it in a way that I can't say I can relate to.
1: You know, no. I don't want to poo-poo on anything that yeah. just I'm not gonna
0: yuck anybody's yum here. That's not what we're about. Right yeah. now.
1: Right and like right now, I'm not gonna do that. I did not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like there's a few things I noticed. One, like Amber Heard has a weird British accent. And it was not <laughs> a good accent. Did you notice that? I have to
2: I mostly noticed that her hair wasn't red anymore because like the whole movie's so desaturated that
1: Oh God, I know. Well, all the camera yeah. hurts. Kind of a complicated oh,
2: personality, yeah. just in general. We're
1: not going to dive into that. We don't all. need to I'm get into it. Yeah, it. superficially, did, her hair. The was way weird. she talks, she has an
0: interesting way of talking. I definitely agree with that, which is fine. So do I. I
1: like her normal way of talking. I don't mind it. It's just the um, you know, there was it was just she did not have a British accent in Aquaman, mm-hmm. so I guess her because I, I didn't see the original cut of the theatrical release. of Oh, you just went right of, to the Snyder cut i did i i was not i it it just the, the reviews were so bad and i was not yeah, a time in yeah. my life where i was like i have a couple hours to spare on a shitty sure, movie sure,
2: sure. i mean it's I bad didn't. it's, yeah. it's bad yeah
1: i just ha- like it, there was I a time where i could watch anything regardless of how shitty it really was and <laughs> i am no longer in that time in my life so yeah. it's it's a little i'm a little disappointed in myself like the fangirl and he's like oh i haven't watched half these things but it's just yeah. where i'm at you know
2: and similarly, I have not seen all of the Snyder cut. How far <laughs> to <it is. laughs> you you make, make it in? Um, it is it is four it's hours. It's four hours. Uh, it's You're four a dad. M- I think I've I'm like three hours in, I think. Oh. So I've you know I've seen most of it. So you've seen up to the epilogue, basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, not I'm not quite to the epilogue. Okay. That's actually the part I'm most excited about. Oh, because the I've epilogue is rip. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um mm. and you know, it's hard because it's like well, wait. No, I do want to <laughs> infringe on people's fun. This movie sucks. Like I don't understand. Like, what, like what is happening? Uh, like it's just not a good movie. Which is fine. There are a lot of not good movies. Yeah. Um. I
1: mean. But please make the next one better. Please make the next yeah, one better. Exactly. Like, we don't want you to make another one like that one. Like yeah. I feel like we all here at Cape Town, here in John Hamm's Cape Town, we we, yeah. Have, yeah. <laughs> we. we need you to make a better movie
2: yeah so and i and i mean i do think it's important too to say like part of the reason i think this like also got moving was because ray fisher had some like genuinely really disturbing allegations against joss whedon and jeff john's treatment of him Mm -hmm. on set um and since then obviously like a ton more allegations have come out about joss whedon and so it's really complicated because it's like you know obviously like multiple things are true at the same time like uh joss whedon's a bad person it's allegedly um the Justice League, his version is a bad movie, not allegedly it sucks. And then also Zack Snyder's Justice League also sucks, not allegedly. And, you know, I mean it like it's hard because it's like it's got some cool stuff in it. Like, you know, he's obviously clearly very visually gifted. Um, I do think his version is better um than Joss Whedon's because at least I it agree. gives it a little, little more like narrative oomph. Um, like even just having Dark Side in there and kind of um, add some gravitas the, to it uh, i think and yeah uh, exactly and giving if giving steppenwolf like a little more motivation but at the same time it's just like literally the entire purpose of steppenwolf is like lord of the rings even they even like flashback to the battle of like which was the lord, lord of the rings, rings through and as, through like which was right i mean they're even like you must take these and put these in the kingdom of men to protect the kingdom it's like okay yeah and, you know, it's just like, I've, I saw the other day that people are like, let Ben Affleck be Batman. Like, no, <laughs> don't let Ben Affleck be Batman. He's terrible. He's a bad Batman. It's okay. So, yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I think I think it's it's clearly better than the Joss Whedon version. I think Zack Snyder is really gifted visually at some stuff, but I, you know, I just think that, and and some of it for sure is just like, he's taking on characters in a, just a much different way than I see the characters. But also I think... You know, after reading enough comics, it's just like the way he approaches most of these characters are like the comics I just like hate the most. So I yeah. think that's a big part of it, too, is this like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of having Superman be this like distant, unfeeling God like that sucks. Like have Superman oh. be like something like an American icon that we like uh, point toward, which is crazy because it's like Marvel literally gave them the playbook of like Captain America is like sitting right there. The religious but, imagery
1: and yeah. like. Yeah, but yeah. it didn't.
2: And it's just like Brian Singer already did that, yeah. and it was so on the noise that I like wanted to puke in the theater. In religious imagery, that doesn't amount to
0: anything. Like it's just symbolism yeah, for the sake exactly. of symbolism. There's no. Right. He he does all these things that have they like look like metaphors, but they yeah. don't actually. There's nothing underneath. Like you pop yeah. that balloon, and there's nothing underneath. And, and I think yeah. that's what. He's he's as you said, and I think I don't think anybody disagrees with this that he's visually he's he's got a really good eye, but I don't think he knows what to do with it beside beyond yeah. crafting yeah. images that work and they do. I would, all right, yeah. I,
1: have a, I have a question for you too. Actually, yeah. I don't know if you've seen this, Ryan, but you chose not to finish it. So <laughs> if I spoil <laughs> something fair. from the Snyder Cup yeah. for you, I'm not sorry. So when they resurrect Spider Man. Sorry, <laughs> Easy. It's a really weird We've movie, guys. You guys should see all it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And <Yeah. We've> <laughs> they it. resurrect Superman. That's the part I'm at. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. And he comes yeah. back, and he just like starts like blasting people, and then like you like I assume like oh he's confused like maybe mm-hmm. he's not himself like is he like just kind of like Superman in body but like his mind is you know so I don't know who knows whatever anyway but then like. Like the re- the reunion with him and Lois afterwards was so awkward to me. Like she was like, "He's alive again." Oh, It's embracing the just well. No. I, I yeah I, yeah. I mean, I I think they could have had better chemistry. Had their relationship made any sense whatsoever, but nothing. Like, God bless Amy Adams. She's trying so hard, you know, to like to like make you feel something. I feel like that conversation that she has with um. Martha, is like the like the first time you feel anything in that entire movie, which that's like pretty far into it. So yeah, that part was nice. it was it, yeah. there was like genuine emotions. that didn't feel like you're right. like it, like what, you're manipulated. Like should I feel something?
0: <laughs> right, right. You know, then completely and, um, undercut it.
1: It was so anyway, but that re- like that whole scene yeah. with
0: I'm Superman
1: with coming back and then like he did he kill people? How kind of like he was killing people?
0: He's bad. Or, because he's confused, so he laughs. But then out all of a sudden, but then Lois like shows up. And, yeah, no
1: one does anything about that. Like they kind of just ignore. I don't know. That made no it was, sense. Like right? that I mean, was that, it was was that weird. Long.
2: It was very long. I also thought it was weird that like. So this is something that jumped out to me during the resurrection scene is like they don't mention Superman for like two and a half hours, and it's just like we're getting the team together, and it's like okay, cool, here we go, and then they're like, we need him it's there's like there's no who? point in doing any like, of this <laughs> yeah we don't have it's like then why were you doing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: i like um, how we really started off trying to be like very like yeah. no, let people enjoy things yeah. and then and then yeah. like we just couldn't we couldn't we don't have much of a stomach Could i feel like or, yeah or i any kind
2: the of only thing i mean is if you here. enjoy things that's great yeah. i mean no. i'm happy that you enjoyed it i that's just don't really want to it and if you want yeah, and if you want a good Justice League, just watch the cartoon. It's so good. Oh, Justice League
0: Unlimited, right. the DCM. Oh, yeah, fantastic. It's phenomenal. Fun- so it's yeah. but like
1: yes, and I'm I'm happy that those people enjoyed it. So you got your movie that you enjoy. Now I'd like yeah. them to start making movies that. The rest of us. What we will enjoy here.
0: They might have yeah. it with, I'm, yeah. I have a lot of high hopes about uh, this new Suicide Squad movie. They've got me, they, Ooh, they, yeah. they, they got me excited again. James Gunn, that, that trailer just worked for me in every way that a trailer can work. Oh, nice. yeah, I was so very, good. I was very down with the moves they're making there. And it has the potential yeah. to be the first DC movie that I unequivocally, well, other than I, Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman movie, I would say. I, yeah, yeah, the first Wonder Woman's good. I yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. We are. We're gonna have to breeze. We are going to have to get closer to one word because we're getting towards the end. But I do wanted to. I, there's yeah. a few more that I want to run through here, really quick. Let's talk about the the two Disney Plus series that have released so far. Well, we're halfway as we record this. We have seen. We have all of Wandavision, and we're about mm-hmm. halfway through the Falcon Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um. So, what are your thoughts so far on this new? But it feels like the, really. I know that like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and all those. Technically, it took place in the MCU, but they felt like at a very distant remove from the, in a way that. And these are obviously very different from that. So, Wandavision, how did that land for you guys?
1: Mm. Um, I am someone who grew up watching a lot of Nick at Night, so uh-huh. I have so a I. deep love for like just all that nostalgia. And I Dream a Genie Bewitched. I love Lucy. Just all those things. I I grew up watching that, so I was so in to the whole style of like the sitcom and everything. Um, And and they did it so creatively. I just, I hats off to them for doing something so spectacularly unique and pulling it off with two people. And they just Elizabeth Olsen and um, Paul Bettany just, I mean, I I was so surprised. I mean, Paul Bettany obviously did uh, comedy before in a night's tale and he did that really well, but I haven't seen him do a comedic role in a long time. And he, he did and he did such a spectacular job. I was mm-hmm. I'm nothing but good things to say about it.
2: Yeah, I really loved it. I I think um I didn't love like the last like three episodes. Like I like them, you know, in an action way kind of thing. I didn't love like the Agatha reveal and like where they went with that, but I like the like that they're tapping into like the Scarlet Witch mythology mm-hmm. and I'm yeah, excited cool. to learn more about that. Yeah.
0: That was a smart way to handle the whole Scarlet Witch thing. The the like finding yeah, the name yeah. being somebody else's like a
2: title was yeah. a
0: smart move.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good twist. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think I mean there was also part of me that was really hoping that they were gonna use this to bring in the X-Men because like oh. Evan Peters is Quicksilver. <laughs> they teased a lot no. of they, so they, they I teased was like, a lot of things that yeah. did not
0: end up. I think a lot of people were disappointed because yeah. they were like, oh, Yeah, Mephisto or, or there, <laughs> gonna be uh, they're bre- yeah. there, it's gonna be Sir Ian McKellen for sure. Last episode he's yeah. gonna show up oh. that happened. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. And I was all in on the Mephisto talk. That was, oh, I was ready. Good.
0: Yeah. But, um, it, but yeah. it didn't
2: happen. But like overall, I, I mean, I thought it was a really effective show. And like you guys, like, you know, I grew up watching all that stuff. So I'm like, you know, poking my wife and I'm like, that's the Dick Van Dyke couch <laughs> gag." And she's like, what are you talking about? Um, so it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, I, I thought it was really good. I really liked that they gave Elizabeth Olsen in particular, like a chance to, Like, they almost retconned her story, which I thought was really cool. Like, like that episode where she kind of goes back in time and they jump around and you, like, see her in Sokovia and, like, see her family.
1: Oh, yeah. I just feel like,
2: you know, if they use these shows to flush out characters that the movies don't spend a lot of time on, I feel like that can be really effective. And it's, like, I think the strange thing um, is how much it feels like what comics do, right? Like, where it gives... Like, they'll give, like, a limited, like, an author, like, a limited run to just, like, explore a single character for, like, 12 issues. And then, like, that entire history, like, you don't necessarily need to know, but it, like, really informs your reading when you're reading, like, a big event or something because you kind of know the full backstory. So it just feels like, you know, they're taking some of those lessons from the comic books and really applying them to the, like, MCU Mm -hmm. writ large.
1: Yeah, because she's a character who's had, I feel like, pretty big... Moments and like the Avengers movies, like def- like you know character defining moments, but you yeah. haven't really you haven't really learned in detail like about the you know what happened to her as a child there. Yeah. Right, Just right. Whispers of it really, but that was that was a very good opportunity that they seized fully. Yeah. good on them.
0: Yeah, I th- I thought it was I was absolutely smitten with that show. Uh, like like yeah, I really don't have a whole lot of negative things to say about it. I was very. I was very moved by it. I got very uh, weepy towards the... I, I'm I'm oh, maybe just yeah. a little bit different from you, Ryan. I was very moved by the final three episodes. And I know a lot of people were, didn't find it quite as satisfying when it went a little more... Maybe in the final episode in particular, a little more classically Marvel and a lot of its energy, which I can understand that, especially if you... Because I think a lot of people found WandaVision to be kind of the first Marvel thing they really clicked with because it was so different from what had come before. And then the last episode maybe felt a little more like a shift back to where the movies usually were. But Elizabeth Olsen in particular, like just can't say enough good things about her performance and her, how well she handled a character that up to this point had not been given a whole lot of depth and at this point I'd say is one of the more dimensional characters in the whole franchise so she mm-hmm. she yeah. really really yeah. she ate that role up and yeah. and I found it extremely yeah. compelling and and I mm-hmm. I Put- betty too
1: I'd be really curious to uh, see um sorry to hear about what your favorite episodes were because they all kind of had their own very unique yeah. f- style to them like I yeah. Yeah. I loved the episode with the magic show that one two, I, I thought heard the two, acting maybe? was so good yeah. there. I think that was yeah. two or three. Yeah, I just I thought that the was just so well physical comedy
0: and the, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was just so surprised. Like and like, I, Elizabeth Olsen did such a good job with that. Like, like yeah, her physical acting and that was really really good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think mine was actually I, I I can't remember if it was four was it four or five. It was the episode where they had the Evan Peters reveal at the end, Mm. which I I did like. I was obviously very cool, but I really loved their fight in the third act where she starts to roll the credits on their scene and he, like, pushes through. And and they have a very human moment. And I I, I even wrote about this for my day job at Relevant Magazine. I wrote about this a little bit. But the idea that of Vision at some point, at one point, says, "I don't know what's going on, and I'm scared." And I don't think I've ever seen, as somebody who's seen a lot of superhero content, I don't think I've ever seen a superhero express like genuine fear, like to say, "I'm scared," yeah. not scared of like a bad guy, but just scared mm-hmm. in a more very relatable human existential sense of things. And I found that for me, uh, very moving and in a way that I was not expecting from this show that had mostly just traffic and kind of weird Nick at night pastiche up to that point and suddenly really got me so that
2: episode mm-hmm. has stuck with me for a long time yeah i think that that one was one of my favorites and then i think it's episode 4 that's like the first one that really takes place mostly outside the bubble of the town and you start to see like that stuff is changing as it goes through the hexagon and oh yeah you start like and that's the first time you're introduced to monica like as a character um, who was just fantastic, that, like, like such a well handled, yeah. really cool story. And I feel like that's been a really cool through line with, uh, Captain Falcon and winter soldier too, is that like, it's really interesting that they're using these shows to, to address or like deal with like the people who got disappeared during the blip. Yeah. Um, like just seeing like that opening shot of her, like disappearing from her mom's bedside and then like, or like, or I guess reappearing in the hospital and like not knowing what's going on and just kind of like the terror of that. I just thought like that was really cool. And then, you know, kind of exploring all the stuff. Plus, we got introduced to Sword in that episode and they like, you know, we're setting up the stuff to watch the episode. So,
1: yeah, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. And, and I, I found this out just, you know, in, in terms of us getting John Hamm to actually be here. Yeah. The woman who played Monica Rambo, I forget her name. I was like, this woman looks so familiar, but she was in Mad Men.
0: Was she I wondered. She
1: played, I think she played a secretary. Oh, I think her name yeah, was Dawn. I remember that. Dawn.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah, Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I I I could not place her and finally just took to the internet like ah Dawn, oh. yes. She's oh. a great actress. I, I look forward to seeing yeah, her. Great. Do Tiana Paris is her name? Yeah. And are they going to possibly do like there has been rumor right of her doing maybe a team up with um
0: She has been cast in Captain Marvel 2. She is Okay. She's officially in the Captain Marvel sequel.
1: Who's the guy who plays the FBI agent? I can't remember his name.
0: Oh, oh Tyler yeah. Hayward. Whatever the actor's is name Ridge? is, I can't think of. No, that. no,
1: no, no, not, not the bad guy.
0: Oh, you're thinking of Randall Park, who plays? Yeah, Whiff. oh, so thank yeah, you, yeah. Randall, Randall Park. Park yes, I,
1: thank you. So I think there might have been rumor of Randall Park and maybe Rodger Ramo. Like, and I mean, like, like, rumor. I mean, like, people, like they're shipping old. it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe yeah. we will kind of team up. Whatever, I'll ship kind of that. Fun. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like I saw then, a monster of the week style thing. That'd and then
0: cool. our last one with our with our final few minutes here, uh, where we are. Hey,
2: we can't. What
0: about Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman eighty four. About that, I have to pass. Yeah.
2: We,
0: I feel like we have to talk. I haven't about seen that. it. I know you two have seen it. I've I've talked to you two off you, the off <laughs> off the record a little bit about it.
2: <laughs> uh, you go first, Tana.
1: So very disappointing. Oh, man,
2: Patty Jenkins. I know. I thought it was, I don't even, like, it's the, (laughs) it's one of the most, like, bonkers movies I've ever seen. Like, I didn't know what, like, the energy of the movie is all over the place, like, to the point where I almost respected it until the end, (laughs) like, just for how, like, completely off the wall it is. But then the end is, like, really bad. So, yeah, it's pretty disappointing. I don't know what happened. But, yeah.
1: I wish Um. I had something better to say.
2: Yeah, me
0: too. We we root for these movies. I feel the the one thing that, that fans new and old will find, and we got critiqued for this many times in the old Cape Town days, is we were told we were being way too hard on D.C., and it looks like that has yeah. not gone anywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's not our fault. Yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. trying. We watch. to. We, we come at these. I come at these with an open mind. I'm ready.
1: Yeah. I'm ready like, to do on. What's funny is now that like Justice League has come out and Wonder Woman 84, like I look back and I'm like, oh, like, you know, some of these other movies that I used to hate, like Batman versus Superman, like it still sucks. But maybe it doesn't suck as much as Justice League now. <laughs> really?
2: Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh well that's like it's funny because it's like
1: man of steel doesn't suck that much anymore
2: watching these movies i'm just like you know what aquaman
1: not bad oh no <laughs> actually i legitimately I, I think aquaman is fine i've
0: got i've got some fondness for aquaman it's very fun there's, oh. there's an octopus yeah. playing the drums oh like how, how much do you have to aquaman hate movies the- for there to be, for you to not like that i was all i was in keep it going i went, yeah. I, went I went that solo spinoff very fun yeah and I'm very excited for Matt Reeves' uh, Batman Second movie best. with Rob Pattinson, yeah. too. Yeah, that yeah. looks really fun.
1: Maybe I I, maybe they have learned down. from some of their mistakes. And I think yeah. if they they, – I'm eager for, like, redemption. I'm just not willing to, like, to say that they're good when they're not good. You know, sometimes we'll say, like, oh, like, I didn't like it, but I think a lot of people might like it. But that's not the case here. Like, I don't yeah. – I think okay. that, like, there's a the group of people who do enjoy it. I don't want to, like, take away from that. But I, I'm, I'm eager for them to try a different style now.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, and I also think it's like, I mean, I also, and I mean, obviously, there are many bigger problems in the world, but, um you know, it does, it does suck that, like, now it seems like all the conversation is like, release the Iron Cut and, yeah. like, you know, restore uh, Batman and restore the Snyderverse. And it's just like, no, yeah. like, these are bad movies.
0: You don't need to hire your fans <laughs> as your creative consultants on these. Like, just, just, yeah, just keep exactly. it. Just, just, just figure it out. Figure it out, DC. We we can't, now we can't end on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which at this point, I think we've gotten through episode, episode five, I believe is coming out this week. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Are you caught up, Ryan?
2: I am caught up. Yeah. So I've seen uh the four that have been released so far and I'll watch the fifth on this weekend. Okay. Um Yeah. I mean... Oh, sorry. Did you? I don't know if you want to offer any thoughts first.
0: So Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think so far, I, I am enjoying it. I feel like it has taken maybe a few episodes for it to kind of find. It feels much more like a Netflix show, one of those. Uh, mm-hmm. Like a, it has sort of the more adult tone and energy of like a Daredevil or a Jessica Jones in a way that sometimes works in its favor and sometimes hasn't. I do feel like the plot has been, felt a little aimless at some points. Um, yeah and it's been a little hard to figure out what we're doing maybe what's the but i i I'm, and then when they do bring in social commentary which is shows, shows you're obviously very interested in it has felt um maybe a little i would say a little surface there like there's there's so many directions they could take some of these very interesting ideas they're exploring in terms of the, the fact that the super soldier serum was first administered to black, uh, to, to black soldiers. And apparently it's a very devastating effect. That feels very true. That feels very bold. That's it's from a Marvel comics series. And, and I'm glad they were willing to explore that part of it. But, um, but I, I think this show has sort of zigged one out of some of the deeper, more interesting issues. It, by touching on them, it brings up the conversation, and then they get out of the conversation before the really interesting thoughts about it can crop up. So that has been a little bit disappointing. I do think in the most recent episode, things clicked in a way they had not so far, bringing in Wakandans. And- uh, never a bad move for just injecting a little bit of interest and, and electricity yeah, into yeah. your. And it really worked for this. That was really really fun and really exciting. I and I think that the ending with uh, of this one, in which if you, so, if you haven't seen this, this is a spoiler, so so don't listen to this if you haven't seen it yet. But Wyatt Russell's diet Captain America. Uh, first getting his butt handed to him by the Dora Milaje yeah. and uh, then using the shield to kill one of these revolutionaries was a, just a really yeah. spectacular uh, couple minutes of really, really great television that I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. So hopefully this yeah. has set the tone for the next few episodes because I think it's found a rhythm that maybe it hasn't had up to this point.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like once... um like Zemo I thought was a really great addition yeah to I did um, too just because hey I think Daniel Brühl is a really good actor mm-hmm. but I like I'm kind of with you like the first two episodes felt a little aimless it felt like we were supposed to assume this kind of like buddy cop relationship between Falcon and Winter Soldier that we hadn't necessarily mm-hmm. you know through no yet. fault of the actors um, who I do
0: li- like I like no, Anthony no. and I think Sebastian yeah. Stan is
2: doing the best work he's done in this franchise and yeah. this. he's had some really good yeah. moments but I felt like the third episode for me is where it came together as like a narrative series. Um, just like, you know, going to Madripoor, I thought was really Madripoor cool. Madripoor was like actually very NPC fun. The sequence was yeah, awesome. I yeah, I Like having Sharon Carter show up was uh-huh. really cool. Um, you know, having Zemo there, kind of like throwing everything into chaos, I thought was really good. But then I think to your point, Tyler, like I felt like, you know, the fourth, the fourth episode felt like the first time they were getting into... Deeper, deeper explorations of some of those questions like in like in a way i think some of the best comics have done right like mm-hmm. you know i think even i think even that they you know they didn't take the easy route of having the new captain america be this kind of like evil figure right away you know like he was Smart a move. good guy yeah. who's like is trying his best yeah yeah and he's like trying his best and i think clearly like like the refusal of like the Avengers or sort of the status quo to accept him has certainly contributed to his kind of like, you know, increasing anger. So I think that stuff's, yeah, I think that's been really interesting. I think like clearly watching Sam kind of struggle with like, what does America mean writ large has been really interesting. So yeah, I mean, I I feel like the show is doing some interesting stuff that maybe it's going to start to earn. So I'm, yeah, I'm hopeful for it. Um, I think, you know, I was talking to my brother and he compared it to like, you know, it feels very comic booky, which I think is like a, you know, a description I would say too, where it like it really does feel like, you know, this kind of um, like I think I referenced this earlier, but like this kind of like comic miniseries that's really delving into this stuff that's very action packed. And, you know, it feels like such a different like a different universe than WandaVision. It feels like Brew
0: Baker and a very real yeah. who, who wrote the Winter Soldier arc that uh, yeah.
2: that established that was
0: used for the second Captain America movie and his energy feels very palpable on this one. It feels yeah. mu- like they're really trying to capture that Winter Soldier aesthetic, right? for this one. Yeah, yeah. And it and I think it's worked to varying degrees, but it has it's one of the few TV shows that I feel like has gotten better as it goes along instead of running out of its, yeah. all, all its best
2: ideas. Yeah.
0: So I, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to the next episode. I, really, I thought it ended on a great note. I think all the actors are doing a good job with the and and, and it has it is found a little late in the game the sort of rhythm that I was hoping for early on. And and I'm into yeah. it. And I think with that, we're like pretty much caught up to the current state. We have Black Widow coming out in a couple of weeks. We have the new Loki series coming out pretty soon. We have the Suicide Squad. I think that's there. And we usually do talk about like comic runs, comic series, which have kept going during the pandemic, but we're kind of out of time for that. So we'll delve in. There's been some really cool things happening with like the X Men have had a very busy past couple of years. Uh, and DC just launched their new uh, what they're calling the future slate, which is the next generation. What happens after kind of the current, uh, established DC characters move into retirement, who is the next Batman, who's the next Superman? the next wonder woman. Uh, so those, there's interesting conversation topics there, but when we will get into those in the future, when we come back in a couple of weeks, the next conversation, and we will be back in the very next week with a script to talk about to the backstories of characters and franchises. And that'll be the rhythm moving forward. Um, Guys, we did it. I think we're officially back. This is fun. Yeah, this is great. I think I'm feeling good. We're looking forward to doing it. We will be bringing on guests in the near future here, as we'll, and we'll be continuing to discuss more uh, more properties also in the near future in the coming weeks and months ahead. Thank you for listening to Cape Town. If you like what you heard here, please head over to iTunes. Make sure to give us a positive review if you liked it. And if you're negative on it, uh, keep that to yourself. We are on Twitter at Cape Town Pod and on Facebook at Cape Town Podcast. And we will see you all next week. I'm Tyler Huckabee. And I'm Ryan Hamm. No need for thanks, citizens. We'll see you next time.